are you doing today? I'm doing all right. You know, I had a very productive day, but I'm feeling a little sleepy because of my glasses. If you can relate, which you said I you can could. relate. What are we going to be talking about today? So, guys, today's topic is hustle culture. Yes. Hustle culture. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's talk about golfing. Yeah, first of all, I just wanted to thank the one person who's listening for coming back for episode two. Yes, we're so excited to have you, and thank you for listening to whatever the heck we're saying. Um, it's just, we really appreciate it. You're really a day one. You know who you are. <laughs> so let's jump into hustle culture. So what does hustle culture mean to you, and how would you define Define it at least. So to me, hustle culture sort of means overextending your threshold for success and going above and beyond trying to gain success and sometimes maybe uh, exhausting yourself in the process, whether that be for like a career or just to stay busy in your life or anything along those lines. Hustle culture to me is. I'm going to piggyback off of you. It's like, you know, I like the word overextending, Um, overextending yourself maybe for either financial or influential gain. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, doing the most to get some sort of like grand outcome. Yes. That's how I would define it. Doing the most is a great way to put it. (laughs) yeah in simpler terms doing the most (laughs) so let's jump into um the different vibes so obviously we're based out of the U.S. so we have our east coast culture versus our west coast culture obviously Elise and I were born and raised on the east coast so we just have more familiarity with that um I recently you know moved out out west so I can kind of get a little bit of a sense but you know I just want to do a disclaimer I did not grow up on the west coast I'm going to go ahead and talk about my view on it so you know east coast is particularly um east coast in terms of like the hustle culture is associated with New York City or you know Mm -hmm. Boston and um you know west coast let's say la silicon valley you know denver colorado that type of vibe so for new york city the hustle culture is more so um you know corporate culture there's a lot of um like stress a lot of like i don't know people like climbing the corporate ladder and you know, Wall Street, finance, corporate culture, whatnot, and finance bros. And (laughs) then West Coast Industries, I would more associate them with tech companies, um, venture capitalists, startups, stuff like that. I would also (laughs) throw in on the West Coast with like more of the creative hustle that's going on with like acting music oh right um, yeah forgot about art those. photography all of those sorts of people as well and they still do hustle obviously but in a little bit of a different way same with the tech bros they get to do it in a lot more of a comfortable setting uh with a less like strict in my opinion outdated 
systems like when I think of like Wall Street and like they have to wear a suit and all that stuff I mean I actually don't know if they still have to wear a suit you would probably know better than me but then I think of like the people on the west coast that get to like go to work in like sweatpants every day but they're still hustling just in a completely different way (laughs) yeah so I mean this is our second time recording this just an FYI guys because I did not like the first one first time we started but the first time we talked a little bit about how um you know hustle is hustle I don't necessarily think there's a difference in terms of how both coasts go about it I think the only difference is um the approach and the urgency slash anxiety levels so you know we mentioned the difference in the industries and I think that plays into the role of why um you know there's a difference in like the anxiety levels because they're both completely different vibes and then also the industries differ a little bit in that way too so in my opinion as well I agree that like east coast west coast they still have the they do both sort of hustle in the same way and you said with anxiety levels and everything that's kind of the main difference and kind of the like structure they follow but we did already kind of go into this a little bit how it's basically the west coast seems to handle their hustling in a much healthier way overall Mm. uh if you were to generalize their hustle culture (laughs) but and also we were kind of discussing how what the pursuits are in corporate versus more creative endeavors on the west coast where it's something they may be more passionate about and maybe more interested in and the hustle is coming from a place of like their heart rather than the need for money everyone hustles for a different reason yeah Um, we said this earlier you know some people hustle for money some people hustle for like you know fame some people hustle for acknowledgement or prestige so you know depending on how you hustle that could also contribute to how you respond to things because if you're hustling because you want to you might it might be a little bit different than when you hustling because of societal pressure or your parents expecting an outcome from you or whatnot yeah or like feeling like you have to live up to this expectation rather than I want to live up to this expectation that I set for myself Mm because I'm really passionate about whatever I'm doing all this work for okay so let's go into you know jobs for passion versus money so I think that there's three routes you can take in life assuming that you know everyone has a career some people don't have to because you know (laughs) generational wealth the goal (laughs) Uh, yeah the goal that you know we do not have we do not have the luxury of having unfortunately so the first route you would take is pursuing a passion of yours that doesn't necessarily give you money the second one pursuing a job to give you money to pursue whatever passion you have and then the third one is pursuing that passion that does give you money so it's like kind of a win-win but there's also like a little um silver lining there as well yeah so let's talk about the first one which is pursuing your passion but it doesn't give you money so that would be kind of like the starving artist uh 
yeah, you're doing what you love and you get to create what you want every day, but is the rest of your lifestyle reflecting what you want just based just because you're working in a job where you can do what you love every day? Like, is it outweighing, like, is your passion and your happiness that's coming from your passion going to outweigh the other things that you may struggle with? For example, paying your rent or, you know, supporting your family or living where you want to live. Yeah. Living where you want to live, whatnot. I think so. Like, I actually have a couple of friends, um, that are kind of going like, I mean, even everyone, not even just my friends. I just think everyone, like at this point in our lives, when we're in our early twenties, we've just graduated college and we're navigating the workforce and we're just getting started in whatever our careers are. I think it's normal to have a quarter life crisis. Like what the hell am I doing? And that's (laughs) when you like really think about like, damn, I really want this type of lifestyle, but I really like this type of job. But then like, we're so new to the workforce that we don't even know what type of job that we like. Yeah. So that's just kind of like a tough spot. So I just think everyone has to go on their own journey, but I have friends that are pursuing their passion. That's not necessarily giving them money and it's really tough spot for them. And I just really feel for that. Yeah. And I think that there is kind of that silver lining and on the surface, it might look like, oh, this is like so fun that I get to do this. But at the end of the day, is it worth pursuing that if you're not able to kind of like support the life that you want to live in every other sense? Um, Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes like depending on who you surround yourself with, um, most of the time, um, we tend to be friends with people that are kind of like in the same kind of, I don't know, have the same kind of interests as us. So like, what if your interests are, you know, going out to the movies or going to dinner, going on vacations? Like you can't really do those things with your friends and you kind of feel behind. Wow. That's like unfortunate that for most people that kind of ends up being in the case, even in, at least in the beginning. Yeah. Um, of your career because obviously it is there is the possibility that you could do both and we're going to get into that in a little bit but yeah. to start out if, you, if you're going to be like selling your paintings or doing stuff along those lines it's really unlikely that right off the bat you're just going to be rolling in the cash you know <laughs> yeah but, it's like a it's a potential like trade-off like oh am I going to struggle now just so in the future I could possibly make it like is it worth it to give up because like to me time is precious so like for me I want it all like all the time if that makes (laughs) sense so like let's say you're like okay like I know for a fact that if I pursue this particular career um I will be broke for 10 years And then once I hit that 10 year mark, that's when the money will start rolling in. So like you could have that mindset if you, if you wanted. Um, But for me personally, I think time is money. And like, you don't know if your next, if your last day is going to be tomorrow or not, (laughs) you know? Yeah, that's true. And you want to enjoy every second. Yeah. Like that kind of heads into the other one. So the second option that I mentioned was, are you going to pursue a career that gives you a substantial amount of money, but also allows you to live a comfortable lifestyle that you want to live and 
gives you money to pursue those passions outside of work. So that's kind of the category that I'm thinking of falling into because originally my first year of work, I was thinking, no, I want to do my passion and I don't care about money, whatever. But I think I've come to the realization that, you know what? I don't have to love my day job. I think my day job has to be tolerable. Like I have to at Mm -hmm. least like my, if I have a boss, I have to like, at least like my boss, at least like one coworker at Mm -hmm. minimum. And for me, it's like the money and the benefits package that I care about because at the end of the day, like I live a particular lifestyle. Like all my friends know this. I like to feel (laughs) comfortable and I like luxury and I don't mind if it gives me the money to do all those freaking things. Cause like my, my lifestyle outweighs like the love of my job and that's what I value more. So (laughs) I'm comfortable with going down that route. Yeah. And I think that really does allow you to go and have more fun outside of your job and like you can really just close your computer or turn it off and go on vacation and shut it down and like not have to think about it again until the next time you go there because it's so unrelated from the rest of your life which yeah. is can be an amazing thing <laughs> yeah to be able to disconnect and separate the two between like personal and career I also think it's a privilege to have work-life balance. So I personally have it because I set boundaries for myself and also my job allows me to, but there are cases where like when my, when I first started working, I would feel so stressed out all the time because I would feel the need to perform and get things done. So Mm -hmm. I would like exert myself and I would work overtime so many hours just Mm -hmm. because I thought that that was expected of me. And then one day I realized like, this isn't worth it. This is like literally so minimal in my life this job means nothing well Mm -hmm. obviously it means something but like (laughs) nothing it just gave me a paycheck and then but there's cases where people like investment banking they work hundred hour weeks and they really don't have that separation so like in that case they're making so much money but they're not able to enjoy it yeah Yeah, and that's like I think that's an important part that if you if you are following your job rather than pursuing your passion you have to make sure that you're actually able to be happy while you're doing that because you don't want to kill yourself working a job that you don't like and then like overexerting yourself in that job to the point where you can't enjoy yourself outside of the job either so setting those boundaries is really important that's a great point to bring up okay so the last option not option but the last category that I want to talk about was um pursuing your passion but and it does give you money but then like at what cost so in this case I'm meaning like you know you're pursuing your passion you love your job so much but the job does equate to that dollar sign so does it get messy when you start getting paid for something that you love possibly um I saw this so I follow the financial diet on Instagram and I know you do too. Yes, um, it's a really, really, really great um, Instagram slash blog about like simple financial tips. And I really love it, but I actually saw it today and I thought it was really interesting that um, went into it, but it says, can we all agree that the saying, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life is bullshit. 
A job yes. will still feel like work, at least some of the time. And believing there's an endlessly fascinating dream job out there will only lead to disappointment. And that just really speaks to this last point because like at the end of the day, work is work. Does anyone want to work? No. <laughs> no. So like, even if you're doing the freaking dream job, blah, 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 what you're doing is still work. And it's like, I think when money gets involved, it gets a little messy because I think money is the root of all evils. Like we live in a capitalistic oh, yeah. society. Money's the root of all, of all evils. Like, you know. Yeah, I agree. And like, when you're like kind of completing whatever it is that you want to do and you're doing the things that you love, you're always going to have in the back of your mind, like, oh, am I going to make more money if I do it this way? Am I going to make less money if I do it that way? And you're always going to have that pressure if you're being like hired from a contract, like people are mm-hmm. never going to give you like full creative, like throw it at you. Yeah. I think that there's a big difference in like separating something that is for fun and for you and for your soul um, from like your actual job. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about side hustles. So, you know, nowadays it's kind of like trending, at least in my opinion. So yes, Elise, do you have any do you have any side hustles, Elise? Yes, that you yes, tell I us do. About? I oh, do have a side hustle. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. So, tell us. <laughs> so I recently started my own <laughs> side hustle. Um doing Ooh. some marketing and social media work for a local company um Mm -hmm. just on top of like my day job where I'm able to make like some extra money to help me pay down my student loans and just extra spending money in general and I kind of went for that route because I had a lot of free time on my hands and me and Emily kind of discussed this a little bit um in our previous recording (laughs) where I came (laughs) to the realization that I was thinking am I what is the reason that I'm filling my time with this side hustle (laughs) am I filling my time with the side hustle because I feel like I need to be productive because it is so normalized to be hustling all the time um or am I doing the side hustle because I actually need it? And feel like the necessity isn't necessarily there. Um, but yeah, there is a part of me that ended up hustling <laughs> and sort of feeding into that culture by taking on this responsibility. Now, do I regret it? I just started, so I can't really say at this point. So I'll let you know in the future if we do a follow-up episode. Yeah. <laughs> but- well, so far, it sounds like a great setup to me. Like, you know, like you said, it's only, a, you know, a few hours a month and you're getting compensated pretty well. And like you said, you know, debt's never a good thing. You're paying off your student loans, hopefully. So yeah. I think it could be a good thing. But like you said, it's, you know, you're fresh and new. So, you know, if it's going to burn you out, then... Yes. You know, you got to cut ties with that ASAP. So my thought with this, since we're talking about the side hustle, is when we're talking about having a job where you aren't obsessed with it, you don't love it, and it's not for your passion. I think now, now that I've started this, I think that it's probably 
very important to be pursuing something that you are passionate about on the side, even if like it isn't for money, but making sure that you're able to have time to do of the do those things that you are passionate about and make you happy on top of the things that make you money. So for me right now, scheduling the time apart from my day job and my side hustle is uh-huh. harder. A priority. It's it's different. Yeah. It's not like the it's not like extremely difficult to the point where I'm burnt out yet but I Mm -hmm. could see that becoming a possibility if I'm not careful so yeah yep it's important to always set some time aside for self-care yeah and and do things that make you actually happy yeah and I think when you talk about setting boundaries you kind of uh come into another little bit of a hiccup there with um you're you're not really able to shut it off in the same way that you can shut off like a normal job you're kind of always on when you're off of your day jobs hours yeah that's true yeah because you you know they say with like entrepreneurs and you know starting your own business you're working 24 seven like your job becomes your life and you know that's really great and you know you can be very successful from that um but you know, goes into like, when is there going to be time for yourself? Because yeah. you have to really take care of your mental health and everything like that. Yeah. Um, you can't really be successful if you're burning yourself out and you're never going to be in- able to enjoy being successful if you aren't burning yeah. out anyway. A hundred percent. I do not have a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, so this kind one? of is a seg. <laughs> you asked me this the other episode I know but I thought it was funny <laughs> oh um you know not at this time I think this is a great segue into the next um sort of subtopic but I think because of this you know side hustle um trending like the side hustle culture that's trending I think it creates an immense amount of outside pressure from society Mm -hmm. to have everyone have some sort of side hustle or have like, you know, supplemented income. I think it's great if you do that, you know, like it, you know, if you want more money, go and get it. And if you're doing something on the side, that's giving you money um, that you like, you know, even more power to you. But I think it's okay to be lazy, not even lazy. I don't even think that's a good word. I think it's okay to not want a side hustle yeah and not have one and I think that needs to be more normalized in this day and age um yeah so I do not have one and I don't really like you know if anything I would definitely be in like be open to like bartending I think that'd be really cool but (laughs) I don't really feel like a pressure to have one because like I'm fine with the way my life is now because I really value my free time yeah no, and I think um, your free time is important, and it's. I don't think it is being lazy if you are enjoying that free time, as long as you're like spending it wisely, and not like wasting it on your phone. I mean, uh, maybe I mean, no, but if now a few hours like, of TikTok like. is worth it. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> like, I, take I don't back. think we should place it on others to judge. Like, if someone wants to live their life being on their phone the second they get out of work to the second that they go back to work the next day then all power to you because you know I think everyone has a place in society like not everyone can be at the top and you know what I mean 
like yeah. there's going to be the CEOs of the world. There's going to be, um, you know, generational trust fund babies. And like, I think everyone is my society. I don't think anything's wrong with where you're at. No, I don't think so either. And I think it also has to do with like what you're happy doing. And like, I mean, there's always going to be people that are like, living in a state of like not being happy but that's like up to them to decide and Mm. up to them to like figure out what they want to do with their life and like what they want to do with like their time and like it's not either of our place to like judge what other people want to do it's just obviously these are our personal opinions (laughs) and my personal opinion I would not be happy if I just like came home from work all day and sat on my phone some days maybe but not all the time (laughs) I also think I just want to like add this in here too. It does come up from a place of privilege. Both of us, you know, happen to grow up very privileged. So we do have more options than others. There's going to be cases where someone is stuck in a situation where, you know, they are pursuing their job or they, in a way where they really can't get out of it, or they don't have the options to do like, you know, these so-and-so like side hustles or access to them so just wanted to do a little disclaimer let's jump into the next topic so like I said before this is um kind of like trending Mm quote-unquote this whole like hustle culture side hustles making money being successful if not you're lazy and I think that a big part of this obviously we live in the social media age so I'm not sure about you guys or Elise, but I get a lot of ads, TikToks, YouTube videos constantly of people selling me courses or selling me ways to get rich quick. And it's just constant and it's kind of freaking annoying. Yeah, it is like, really annoying. I literally see them every day every on TikTok, day. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, anything you can think of everywhere. Yes, everywhere at all times. And that feeds into the, I think it's unhealthy. Like it feeds into the pressure that everyone needs to be rich and be engaged and hustle at all times. Um, I think they're annoying. I think some of them can be. No, they are annoying. Can be like In my maybe opinion. informative. <laughs> but like what exactly are they selling you is my question. I never really understand what I'm being sold. they're selling a dream dream. they really are because whatever they sell you makes them money really easily and they're kind of like we did it's it's almost like predatorial because they're like trying to promise you like you can live this beautiful lifestyle and like you can live in a house like this and you can drive this ferrari you know who yeah. I'm talking about if you're on YouTube and you see that man with like the 30 cars in his garage. <laughs> yeah. But like that's what they're selling you so they can have those things. Yeah, maybe there is some helpful information in there, but for the most part, like you have to be very careful on who you're like giving your money to with those things because a lot of it is yeah. like a get rich quick scam for themselves, not for mm-hmm. you. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Um, I personally know a few little people in my life that have fed into, you know, things like that, um, whether that be like 
MLM, uh, what is it called? Pyramid scheme? Is it even a yeah, scheme? I don't even know what it marketing. is. Yeah, MLMs. I know some people that have fed into MLMs. Um, I know people who have like, you know, bought into courses and whatnot. And I'm going to tell you straight up, everyone that I know that's fed into it, um, they wasted hundreds of dollars and got nothing from it. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, it's like, oh, this fitness um, person is selling me her protein shake that's going to make me lose whatever, however, however many pounds and make me look like her. And yeah. like that selling you something or, you know, joining an MLM because they're like, oh, you can drive this freaking Range Rover in two months. <laughs> I don't know. And I know people have fed into it. So I don't, I, I just really don't know if it's real or not. No. Well, we've all gotten, probably gotten that message on Instagram. that's like, do you want to work from your bed? If I'm being honest, I've never gotten an, a DM like that. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> never well, it's probably because you're private. Maybe. They can't. Oh God. They can't send they can a message. Still, they they go, can still hey girly, love your feed. <laughs> Oh, like yeah, I've no gotten so many of those, like. but <laughs> like that's that's how they sell it to you. Though it always says like, would you wouldn't you love to work from your bed, making six figure figures a day and creating your own schedule? It's like yes. yeah, of course I would. Yeah, like that. I do want to do that. Of course I would. Um, would yeah. it be through selling shampoo though? Probably not. Oh my god! There you go. <laughs> There it is, guys. The shampoo. <laughs> Probably not. You really have to be receptive to the information that you're being given on Instagram or all, any social media because um, nothing is ever is ever as it seems. No, no, it's not, and it really is Instagram versus reality. And reality is that the shampoo will probably not make you a millionaire it could but it probably <laughs> won't <laughs> yeah okay so there we have it there we um, have it hustle culture it's real it's a thing it's trending but you know you have to you know take it with a grain of salt don't feel pressured to have one if you do it's great just make sure you're val- valuing your um personal time and you're practicing self-care and you know you'll feel good I I have faith in all of you though that you guys will be successful either way yes all my friends and fans I agree I <laughs> my think friends that and listeners. everyone and can be successful whatever you end up deciding to do just be happy <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> thank you Elise Elise the philosopher yeah just be happy everyone just words of wisdom just be cognizant of what you are doing with your time and how you're spending your time and aware yeah. of the reasons why you're doing things. Just be self-aware, I guess. <laughs> okay, we're done. Okay, you're done. You're Moving not. on. You're done. Okay, weekly favorites. Okay, weekly my first favorite favorites. is the weekly favorites because my favorite time of the episode yes i will go first so my first favorite are my nike blazer low platforms i freaking love them they're so comfortable and um my friend has the high top 
blazers with a neon green or yellow I forgot I don't know neon green yellow whatever swoosh and personally high tops don't look good on me so I just googled if they're they really don't (laughs) they make my legs look stubby I don't know I don't like them (laughs) so I like platform shoes I just think they give me more of a like I like to feel like have some more height on me because I'm really short so I googled the Nike blazer platforms and they popped up and I was surprised but I ordered them right away so they're just all white with a black swoosh and then um there's some like suede like light gray suede detailing um all around the shoe and they're so comfortable they're really cute I wear them with like um going out outfits I wear them when I'm running errands they're just kind of like your perfect everyday shoe and the only thing I don't like about it though is the tongue it's unfinished because it's like the vintage look um Mm -hmm. like the classic blazer from 77 I don't like that and there's a lot of complaints on the Nike website Mm -hmm. so I don't know if they're ever going to change it but yeah that's my first favorite I think they're great shoes they're really cute and you can see them on our Instagram story but you can't tell that the tongue looks like that from far away so I'm going to say that's good they look great so what's your Um, second favorite yeah I like them my second favorite is a song. It is recommended by a hinge date gone wrong. Oh, well, at least he was good for something. <laughs> okay, yeah, he was good for something. He gave me some great, great songs and music to listen to. So he introduced <laughs> me to some new artists. So thank you very much, Hinge Date, Anonymous Hinge Date. Yes. Um, the song is called Raw by the artist or band, I don't know, Looney, like L-O-O-N-Y. Um, it's a very like vibey song, kind of like reminds me of like R and B and just like very chill and go with the flow. Elise has heard it, and I think yes, she likes yes. it too. So it's very I, good. I really like it. I really like it, and it just makes you smile. I just like it a lot. Yeah, thanks to the Hinge date. Thank you and very much for going on the Hinge date and finding the song for us. You're welcome, everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> I took the L for the team. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> Okay, third favorite is um, something that Elise and I both have gotten recently. It is the Apple Card. So recently, my MacBook Air decided to die on me. So I had to um, buy a new MacBook Pro. And so I bought the latest um, drop of the MacBook Pro. And so the guy at the Apple store was like, oh, if you get the Apple Card, you'll get 3% back. And you could pay it in monthly installments for 0%. I don't know if that's a feature anyone wants to use, whatever. And then based off of any other purchases, 1% on purchases that don't accept Apple Pay, 1.5% back on um, places that do accept Apple Pay. And then you get a titanium card, which is the overall goal. Yeah, that's (laughs) the main reason I got it. (laughs) Elise got it because she wanted her wallet to feel very heavy. Yeah, for aesthetic Um, purposes. Yeah, and then just when you accidentally drop it on the floor and everyone looks over, you're like, just my titanium Apple card. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of the, literally the only reason I got it. But yeah, the 3% back would be nice, but I already have a laptop, so. (laughs) Yeah. But like, but, yeah, if any app, any Apple products, you can get 3% back on anything from Apple that you buy, which yeah. is great because we're all Apple users here. I don't know yeah. anyone who isn't. And what about the activation process? How did that go? Oh, that's so cool. So you open up your card and then you literally 
hold your phone to it and then it just links right away and says activated yes it was literally the, the easiest activation i've ever had the like most of the now. time you have to freaking call number and press all these buttons and talk to customer service i don't know it's just a rough time but apple makes everything so easy yeah we love them very seamless we love Elise, apple. what are your fa- weekly favorites the world has okay. to know tell us oh they do they do know well the first favorite that i have is actually a girl on youtube her name is yoga <laughs> with bird and i have just Ooh. been with her videos recently she does like five to 30 minute like yoga videos for different times of the day and they all have different titles some of them are more like workout based some of them are more like meditation and relaxation based and they're all great and amazing and i am never one to like follow a video because i just don't have enough self-motivation to do that like somebody has to be telling me what to do if i'm going to be doing something like that so her telling me to do it over youtube works out pretty well and i highly recommend if you are looking for a i guess a workout or anything in general like to follow yoga with bird she's great that's awesome i'll have to check her out yes you do okay and then my second favorite if you're wondering no i don't care (laughs) (laughs) is going to be my glossier you perfume which i got recently on black friday on sale how much is it originally um i think it's 60 but it was 20 percent off so oh, okay that's not bad whatever the math is for that <laughs> so this perfume, what does it smell like it is very hard to describe and i've just been wanting to try it for a while because i saw all these crazy reviews saying how amazing it was and i don't have a glossy store around me so i couldn't smell it so i just pulled the trigger and bought it mm-hmm. very glad that i did and the best way i could describe it is it smells like you but better <laughs> Which I what if you smell bad the point of it oh my what god if you wait. smell bad then maybe don't buy this perfume <laughs> <laughs> but, mental note taken so if you smell yourself and you go if you smell like bo at all times do not buy this perfume. yeah pro tip <laughs> but basically <laughs> The best way I could describe it is upon reading the reviews, somebody said that it smells like a feeling and not a smell. And I think that's the best way I can describe it. And you just have to try it for yourself. It's so good for like every day during the day. And I just am obsessed with smelling it and I spray it like as I've used it every day since I got it. So and okay so then my third favorite is something that emily and i both also kind of have except for she has a mini version (laughs) but it's my medium green telfar bag and i think it's olive green is the actual color and Mm -hmm. i use her every single day for work and just in general it is like the best work bag ever so if you can get one which they are kind of difficult to get and a little bit on the pricier side. I highly recommend them because of the quality, first off. It Mm -hmm. is really good. It's been holding up extremely well. And 
size is perfect. I love the fact that it has the two straps, the short one and the long one. And above all, it's just really cute. And then I think Emily can also say that it's really cute because she got the mini version, right? <laughs> yes, Elisa's kind enough to gift me the mini for my birthday. Oh. And also <laughs> Olive Green because when do we not copy each other? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I love mine. It's so cute. And the leather is actually really great quality. Obviously, you know, supporting Black-owned business. Great. Yes. Great quality bag. Gives girl boss vibes, in my opinion. I hate that word, but I use it ironically. Or that phrase. Mm, um, is it ironically at this point? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. It's so cute. My only complaint is I wish the clasp the clasp was better quality I think that it's really poor quality in my opinion because I can't close my mini but I think Elise mentioned this too on the first run of the podcast episode that like her my it just depends on what you're using it for so Elise uses it uses it as a work bag so it's like kind of to and from work whatever but I use it as more of like a going out bag so when I'm going out obviously I don't want my stuff just freaking like you know, out there for the world to, yeah, to like fall, to out. fall out of the bag. Yeah. Cause sometimes I'll throw it into my car and like, you know, my lip gloss will fall out or, you know, someone could reach in easily and take my wallet. Yeah. I guess that's oh, like the know. only complaint anyone ever has is they wish I had a, z- a zipper. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, thank you to Elise and the one follower for listening to episode two. Um, it's a little bit different than the first one, which was more lighthearted. Um, but hustle culture was a topic for the week. And we hope that you guys can relate in some way to what we were saying. If you have any counterpoints or have anything else to add, make sure to leave us some comments on our Instagram. Um, if you want, you can DM us, you know, whatnot. Yeah. Make sure to follow us. Thank you so much for episode two. Thank you for sticking around for the whole thing if you did. And we really hope to hear you back next week. And if you are that one listener, day one, we would love to have you on or (laughs) anyone else. Or if you have any suggestions, we would love to hear from you. No, we should should have our day one, anonymous day one, um, pick the topic for the episode that he or she is featured on. Oh my gosh, that would be great. I would love that. It's such okay, a day one. Decision. Look forward to hearing from us. <laughs> You'll be hearing from us shortly. Okay. All Goodbye. right.